Welcome to the Emotioneering Podcast with me, Melissa Curran, founder and CEO of the Modern Mind Group. We're dedicated to improving your people skills so that you can have better relationships with others for a much more fulfilling life or career. People skills are not just a nice to have, they're a have to have. So when it comes to organizations as well, this really does impact the workplace and the results that you'll get from that. We're going to be delving into topics such as emotional intelligence, communication, leadership, workplace well-being, mental health, culture, and performance. I'm going to be answering your questions on all of these topics and sharing some insights from my career to help you move forward and definitely emotioneer a modern mindset. Make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel or on the Facebook page as well as LinkedIn. We look forward to connecting with you there. Welcome to this episode and we're going to be talking about changing your interpretation. What are interpretations and why does this particular topic matter? Well, interpretations are the assumptions or the things that we visualize often about the future events that could be coming up, how we imagine a wedding is going to be, how we imagine a job interview would be, how we imagine a date might go with somebody. So these interpretations are how we imagine the experiences that we have to be, and they're often in the future. We can also have interpretations about the past, which can be slightly not as close to the truth of the event. And we can often create interpretations of an event which may not be the same as other people. So that's that's why we're kind of talking about this topic today. And by changing our interpretations, we can really help our overall fulfillment in life and also how we connect with other people because those interpretations create part of our personality traits. They uh, create the social interactions that we have with other people. So first, in order for us to change our interpretations, we must understand our interpretations. So what is happening? The challenge is that we assume how things should be versus how things actually turn out in reality. For example, it should be a brilliant day. It should be the job for me. That's not often true, right? What actually happens in reality can be very different to how we interpret it. I agree with manifestation and really looking at the positives and looking for the opportunity in things. Ultimately, though, if we hold too much of an interpretation or too much of a visualization that is quite fixed to the future event that could be taking place, then often we can come away quite disappointed or unhappy. So, the aim is for us to live in a way where we're open to the possibilities. We understand that there's a range of instances that could occur and therefore we can limit the level of disappointment that could actually come in the future. So it's being attached to the process as opposed to being sort of attached to the outcome or the actual situation that will happen. These interpretations or these should kind of assumptions are often when others have maybe 
also put them onto us because they've created an interpretation or society has created an interpretation, family members or friends, and then they get passed on to us as we grow up. Uh, for example, you should work hard, right? Many of our parents said that to us. You should work hard. Working hard is going to get you further in life. So you should work hard. Ultimately, the determination of, and the, the understanding of what working hard is can, can be very different. So it is about, we know, working smarter, not necessarily harder. And again, understanding is that belief, is it something that we, we can get attached to or does it actually differ uh, from person to person? And could it be that actually we can experience many things uh, in life, right? And what happens is the brain creates cognitive distortions based on events, based on situations. The brain creates these fictional statements that are called cognitive distortions. As an example, it's like your brain has gone one plus one equals seven, but it, the the majority of the time the fact will be true one plus one equals uh, sorry one plus two would equal three one plus one equals two right but anyway your brain creates these cognitive distortions and they will sound like this always I always brush my teeth at night when really it's quite an absolute okay I never never is one I never lie I never eat chocolate. Have you by accident? Maybe at some point. Could it be that there is the rare occasion? Never again is an absolute and a definitive statement. Every time, right? For example, every time you do this to me because of an emotional situation that has occurred before, we think that there is a pattern. It doesn't happen every single time, but it happens more often than not. So every time uh, can be a, a cognitive distortion. They should, or I should, right? We talked about this just a little while ago. These shoulds can create disappointment, right? What we should do versus, again, common sense isn't always often common and it is about expectation and communication. Shoulds can get us into a little bit of hot water. I know they write. Now, if you've gone out and actually investigated this, I know my customers think this about the company because you've investigated it, you've done some research and you've got some factual evidence. If we haven't checked, if we haven't actually asked them about what their thoughts are, we can't guess. And many people do this. They'll say, I know they don't like me. It's the way I feel. <laughs> The the actual specifics is that we haven't actually checked that to be true. So our brain has created a cognitive distortion based on our emotions and how we feel. I have to. I have to cook dinner tonight. Cognitive distortion. Many other people could cook dinner. We have created that sort of um, expectation for ourselves. I have to do this. There isn't always a have to. We always have a choice. Ah, always. We have a choice? Hmm. <laughs> More often than not. Uh, there you go. There was a cognitive distortion from me. Ping, ping. Uh, and everyone thinks so. Everyone thinks this is a terrible idea. Have you checked to see whether everyone thinks that? Because everyone equals 100% of people that you are talking about. Have you checked it? You know, over 80% of people feel the same 
way about this if we've checked it if we've researched it we can put it on there so be mindful that these will come up in life and as as we just noticed I used one a great way to reduce the amount of cognitive distortions that we've created a pattern with is to recondition the mind put an elastic band around your wrist and pick one of them that maybe you say quite a lot ask for some feedback from some others and ping the elastic band when you use that particular phrase if you can reflect if you can understand and listen to yourself a little bit more when that happens ping the elastic band what I've found from doing this particular exercise is that when we do it on the first day we'll ping the elastic band quite a lot on the second day it becomes reduced on the third day it's even less than that and eventually you may not have to ping the elastic band it's about being conscious being conscious in the present understanding what you're saying what your intention is and finding a way to move forward with that so the elastic band thing definitely helps and the reason your brain is doing this is because remember your brain is there to help you survive to protect you your brain thinks it's protecting you by doing this although we may not have great relationships because of these things or they can cause conflict be mindful of them are you saying them? Do you know you're saying them? Uh, this is, and I talked about reconditioning the mind. This is a great example. Pavlov's dogs. If you haven't heard of it, Pavlov, P-A-V-L-O-V, look it up, Pavlov's dogs on Google. And it's about brain conditioning. In the 1980s, no, it wasn't. It was in the 1890s. Goodness me, uh, what is going on with me today? In the 1890s, there's a Russian scientist called Pavlov that was running an experiment on dogs. What he noticed was that when he brought the dogs food, they salivated. So they had a reaction to the food. And he wondered if there was a way to create a similar reaction in them by ringing a bell. So he first rung the bell. No reaction, no salivation. And then what he did with this experiment was that every time he fed them food, he rung a bell. Over time, so then when he was ringing the bell and giving the food, there was salivation by the dogs. And then what happened was that once he removed the food and rung the bell, the same reaction would happen because he'd, it helped the dog to sort of condition the mind that the bell was something good food is a good thing that's why there was salivation and then he'd attached it to the food uh, to the bell we are not dogs <laughs> we get a little bit more choice in terms of our thinking but what we feed ourselves and these interpretations and these things that can intensify the longer that we use them without adapting them can cause us discomfort and unhappiness and lack of fulfillment a lack of satisfaction sort of gratification in our lives great to take a moment have a think about the ones that you are using the thing is the event itself is powerless the emotion is created in the way we view the event right that is what happens the emotion is created in the way that we view the event let's explore some more assumptions that we could hear in other people and other people may say them and we also may be telling ourselves number one problems 
should be avoided. Ah, not necessarily true. Problems are on our way, not in our way. We cannot avoid, if we, if we believe that there is a life without a problem, well, I mean, we sometimes say that things are problems when they're ne not necessarily a problem. That can happen too. But ultimately, they're going to be on our way, right? They're going to be there. To think that there's a world where there isn't going to be a situation or a challenge or a problem to resolve, it, it's, not, it's not likely that that is going to happen. Again, we're going to end up with disappointment because these challenges or these problems could arise. And number two, this is a problem, which I just talked about. So this is a problem. Is it actually a problem? Because problems don't exist in the present. They exist in the future or in the past. Right now, it's not. <laughs> Find an opportunity. What can you do rather than what you can't do or what the, the challenge is? I'll live until I'm at least 70. That's not true. We don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. And I'm not, I'm not, here to terrify or to you know make you think that tomorrow isn't going to be here the majority of the time it is for us but we don't know if we're going to reach 70 we we may be very very blessed in our life and that's great and we'll live until you know our 80s 90s but we could also only have a couple of years we we don't know so to to say that oh I've got loads of time for that we don't know. We're not in control of that. So again, it could leave us with unfulfillment and unhappiness. I'll have to get married. I have to get married in my life. Uh, I can't not get married. Um, these, again, society puts that onto us. We don't have to get married. There are many people out there that are very, very satisfied and happy with their lives and they're not married. <laughs> we don't have to, although it is a great thing to do. I am married and I love my husband very much. It was a choice that I made. It wasn't something that other people, it wasn't a trend. It wasn't someone else said, oh, you should get married. No, we don't have to, right? Um, number five, complaining is normal. In the other podcast, we talked about the ego and the fact that when we complain, then it feeds our ego. It's looking for something to blame or a reason to blame. Let's focus on what we can do rather than what we can't do. We cannot go back, replay that and change the past. We can't do it. We can focus on what is happening in the here and now that will affect the future. Right. I, I love this um, quote when I heard it. And someone said that in 90 days from now, we're going to be reading today's news. Don't go over the past. We cannot change it. We can control today and what happens today. And we do have a choice to make in the here and now. Number six, I can't be happy until. Remember, this is about the happiness trap and that hedonic adaption. 10% of what we feel fulfilled with will come externally. The other 90% of it is an inside job. It is internal. It's our genetics and how we determine and see the world. Okay, so it is how we interpret life will equal our happiness or our satis how satisfied we are or our gratification. Okay, and this is all to do with the locus of control. So this brings me on to how we change our interpretation. Well, we have to analyze where we're at and have a look at where your locus of control is. Now, the locus of control um, is a, an, you know, um, a theory that was determined that looks like it, either we are internal, right, 
or we're external. And what I mean by that is internally, you make things happen. You are the predictor of your life. You are the person that makes choices and you take absolute responsibility for what is going on in your life. External, things happen to you right? Things happen to you. So are things happening to you or are you making things happen? So that's the way to determine it. Am I blaming something external or do I have control internally? Can I take some responsibility for the choices and the things that I am saying and doing in my life? Okay. Remember, the same situation can cause more than one reaction or interpretation. I'll give you an example of this. I was in an earthquake I was in an earthquake. I was in Greece with my friends and we were in an earthquake. And thankfully, it was not a severe earthquake. However, I'd never experienced it before. And it was a, a quite a scary situation for me. And I, you know, worried about it. I wanted to ring home and let them know I was OK because I knew it was going to be on the news. Whereas my friend was like, oh, well, that was nothing. Right. Oh, it's OK. She lit up a cigarette. <laughs> and carried on with her day because that was the interpretation have you ever done this where you've experienced something or thought something made an assumption or interpretation of something rung up someone else and said uh this is what I thought about that what did you think and then they say something completely different to what you thought that is because we can have more than one reaction, more than one interpretation. Understanding that there's a probability of many different reactions that can occur and many different things that can happen. And then that way you're leaving yourself a little bit more open to the possibilities of life. When people say, are you coachable or are you an open person? right? Or when you're optimistic, it's because you're looking at a wide range of opportunities. And you can start to say, actually, maybe there's a different way of looking at this. Maybe there's another opportunity here, rather than a situation to cast an interpretation on that may be really unforgiving and, and affect the way that you feel. Okay. So to conclude, we have to reflect and then adapt. We change what our thoughts are and our interpretations. The only way to do that is to analyze them and then recondition and reframe the conversations that we're having or the statements that we're making. Train your brain. It is absolutely possible. Get that elastic band and start doing it today. There's many more ways that you can do it too. Turn to Google, have a little look or feel free to contact me. Thanks for listening to the Emotioneering podcast with me, Melissa Curran today. It's been great. Remember to subscribe to Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, or all three. You can also come to the website, modernmindgroup.com, where you can subscribe there, stay in contact, and let us know what you really think. Give us the feedback. This is going to get better by knowing what you think. Uh, has this given you food for thought? Has it helped you change something? What has it inspired? Let us know because that's why we're doing it. It's all about the people, people, people. <laughs> Have a great day and ciao for now.